It's time now for Spears on Sports with John Spears, presented by M&M Carnage. And now, here's Johnny. Made it to Monday. Welcome in. Spears on Sports, presented by M&M Carnage. John Spears in studio. Oh, it's good to be here. Good to be anywhere, to be honest with you. But it's good to be here. It is Monday, August 21st. We are two weeks now. Well, there's one game tonight, but we're basically two two weeks now into the NFL preseason. We are one week into high school football. Fun Friday night. If you were listening on this network, you heard St. X defeat Floyd Central 52-13. to If you were listening on one of our sister stations, you heard Charlestown knock off Silver Creek and the premiere of Silver Creek's new stadium. And even another channel, you heard Trinity destroy Lexington Bryan Station. High school football is underway. Very excited. This Friday night, St. X on the road at Central. We'll have all the action right here on the Big X. Central, by the way, fell to Manual 26-0. I was a little surprised at that score. Central's got a really good offensive team, which tells me that Manual must have a really good defensive team. I think this is going to be the year in local high school anyway where you're going to have to score some points. I don't think any defenses are particularly great, although Manuel and Trinity made a point this weekend to tell me I might be wrong. But you're going to have to put points on the board because the offenses, I think, at least locally, are better than the defenses at this point of the season anyway. What about the game in Bowling Green on Saturday? Lexington Christian beats Bowling Green 56-52. to I was at Cardinal Stadium in 2002 calling the game on the radio when Trinity beat Mayo, Brian Brown beat Michael Bush 59-56 to in a state championship game. Old Cardinal Stadium. Bleacher Cardinal Stadium. AstroTurf Cardinal Stadium. And... To this day, it is the best high school football game I've ever seen. And that's embarrassing for me to say as a St. X guy. Trinity Mail is the best game I've ever seen. But it was. It was. Was it bad defense? I guess. But the truth of the matter is the offenses were so good, it didn't matter if you had 15 guys out there on defense. Brian Brom and Michael Bush were so good that it didn't matter. So this weekend, I would have loved to have been there in Bowling Green at uh, WKU. I would have loved to have been at Jimmy Fikes Field because Houchin Stadium, by the way. Cutter Bowley of Lexington Christian gets the win over Bowling Green. They scored last. They were down 21, Lexington Christian, came back and won as I mentioned, 56-52 with a touchdown sometime in the last couple of minutes. UK commit Cutter Bowley for Lexington Christian. Bowling Green ranked number one in 5A in the preseason. And guess what? St. X gets to play Bowling Green, who put up 52. They play Trinity, who put up, I think, 48. They play Mail, who put up 48 this weekend. Tigers. Going to have to score some points. Going to have to score some points. It's Monday, August 21st. I think I mentioned that already. 
Baseball season is winding down. The Reds, once again, did not have a good weekend. Did not have a good weekend. Oh, by the way, college football, we got games this coming week. This coming weekend. So, here we are, folks. Now, the heat was not an issue Friday. It was a gorgeous night in the Kentuckiana area. The heat is going to be an issue this weekend for Friday night football. Projected temperature in Louisville Friday, 97. Yikes. 97, which means it's 7 o'clock, which is game time, right here on the Big X, 635 pregame. Tony Burke and myself will bring you St. X at Central. I can't imagine we're going to get started at 7 o'clock. Heat index delay. I'm calling it early. It's going to be 98 Thursday, 97 Friday. The low Friday, 77. (laughs) My air conditioner will not keep up. It won't. I'll be in the basement all weekend long. All weekend long. Eminem Cartage Hotline's open, 502-384-1450 to join in on the conversation, 384-1450. Thornton's text line open as well, 502-414-1450. That's 414-1450. You can text the show at that number, and if you're looking for an icy cold thirst quencher to keep your day going in the right direction, visit Thornton's right now, all 32-ounce fountain drinks and smaller, 89 cents. Couch, Couch change. Under the floorboard of your car change. Get in that little cup you have sitting on top of your DVR machine and get 89 cents out. And come in today, grab a fountain drink from Thornton's and hit me up on the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. You knew it was going to be hot. We had a great weekend, weather-wise. Fantastic. But it's Kentucky State Fair week. At least... Part of the time, it's got to be 105 in the shade. They are going to be able to cook those corn dogs without any help from an oven or a stove or a deep fryer. Pork chop sandwich. How about the donut burger? I don't know where Dave went. Looks like he left me. The donut burger. You got a hamburger with whatever you want on it. Let's just say cheese. Um, little tomato maybe, and the bun is glazed donuts, two glazed donuts. I don't know who invented that, but they should get a Nobel Peace Prize because that is top level. Elephant ear, there's uh, 17,512 calories you can't get off. Elephant ear. Basically, a big old pile of dough with uh, sprinkles on it. Powdered sugar. The old elephant ear. My wife went to the fair today. Today is my wife's sister's birthday. Her sister's lived out of town for 30 years. Hasn't been to this Kentucky State Fair, but loved fair food when she was young. So for a birthday gift, my wife went to the state fair with the express intent of getting a bunch of fair food to take to my sister-in-law. That is love, folks. That is love. All right, I am going to talk some sports today. The Bats split the six-game series with Iowa. They lost the first two last week, but won three out of the last four, including a 9-8 win last night 
or yesterday, I should say, over the Cubs in Iowa. To uh, even that series at three games apiece, Spats will start a six-game set with Toledo back home at Slugger Field tomorrow night, Tuesday through Sunday. Bats and the Toledo Mud Hens. Dave left the room, but he's back. Fair food. State fair food. Your favorite. I like the donut burger, two glazed donuts as a bun on a hamburger. I'm going to go for the simple stuff, the corn dog. Corn dog, yep, corn dogs are great. Deep fried, they're about 12 inches long now. My, I got a picture from my daughter yesterday. My grandson had this corn dog. It was bigger than him. He's holding it up against his head. I, I guess because it was so heavy, he couldn't just hold it. Can't go wrong with the, the uh, standard corn dog. Pork chop sandwich is one of my favorites at the fair. From the, uh, I, I'm going to mess it up, Kentucky something association. Um, and the elephant ear. All the dough sprinkled with some powdered sugar on top. 17,000 calories you can't get rid of. Ah, it's great. So enjoy the fair today, maybe tomorrow, maybe Wednesday. But, man, it's going to be hot Thursday and Friday. It's just going to get hotter as the week goes along. JCPS kids, uh, they at least they got to go Thursday and Friday, and, you know, because of the bus situation. Good Lord. I remember, okay, here comes grumpy old man. I remember when I was a kid, we didn't start school till after the fair. We didn't start school till the fair was over. You got to go three, four times if you wanted to. In fact, if you were old enough, parents, and sometimes if you weren't old enough, parents just drop you off at the fair. Yeah, go in there. Here's 20 bucks. If you spend it all, uh, find a pay phone, save a dime, and call me, and I'll come pick you up. I'll meet you at Thornton's out in front of the fairgrounds because <laughs> I'm not driving in. I'll meet you at Thornton's. Crazy. The good old days. Kentucky pork producers. Thank you, Texter. Kentucky pork producers have the pork chops. Um, Texter likes the pork burgers with barbecue sauce. You had me at pork. Fair foods. My wife is leaving this morning to go to get her sister some fair food. And I said to her, please do not bring me home any fair food. It's so good that I would probably go over there Wednesday before the show to get some more. So I don't even want to taste it. I just want the memory. I don't want to taste the elephant ear or the pork pork chop sandwich or the donut burger. Oh, the donut burger. All right, uh, back to sports. Yeah, we do have sports. Uh, I watched Winning Time, the Lakers dynasty yesterday, <laughs> last night. Sunday night, my viewing the last couple weeks. Winning Time, the dynasty, the story of the Lakers dynasty, something, some title like that. Great again last night. They focused mainly on Larry Bird and how he got to Indiana State and uh, how Red Auerbach was able to draft him a year early and keep his rights make him a Boston Celtic, how his father committed suicide in his garage, and, and Larry, Larry, if you remember, Larry Bird went to Indiana. He went to Bob Knight. And at the story goes, he was there maybe three days, maybe two. Didn't like it, small-town kid. And look, it's Bloomington. It's not a big town. But didn't like the lifestyle, came home. 
probably didn't like Bob Knight. Uh, and then was just staying at home, wasn't going to school, playing ball uh, in the streets of French Lick, Indiana. And Bill Hodges, assistant coach, who ended up being the head coach, came and recruited Larry and sort of talked him into coming, just come to practice. Just come in, shoot around. He showed up in jeans. The dramatization made it clear they wanted you to know this actually happened. He practiced his first practice in blue jeans. Lighten it up from everywhere, and the rest is history. Became an Indiana State Sycamore, went to an NCAA championship game as an undefeated team in 1979, lost to Magic Johnson in Michigan State. Magic goes to the Lakers. Larry is uh, a year earlier drafted by the Celtics in the first round. Now, if he had gotten back into that next draft, the Celtics would have lost their rights. He had to sign before the draft, and he did. He was talked into it by Red Arbach. Um, the magic contract was addressed last night, 25 years, $1 million a year. I think they showed a preview for next week. I think we're going to see Kareem say, I'm not jealous. That contract's going to be a terrible contract in a few years. And he was right. Kareem was right. A million dollars a year, literally three years later, was not a good deal for Magic Johnson. But he's had a 25-year, million-dollar-year, they called it a lifetime contract, not to play for 25 years, but to just be part of the Laker organization for the next 25 years, a million dollars a year. Think about that. 1980, we'll call it one, probably 80, the, the offseason between 81 and 82, that's when he signed the deal. That's when he signed the deal. And 25 years later was 2007. million dollars a year was nothing for the NBA players. Once Magic and Larry got to the league, the championship finals ceased to be delayed on CBS 1130 at night because that's what they were then. That's what they were. I remember watching in, uh, NBA championship series on tape delay at 11.30. Back then, you didn't have ESPN. You didn't have uh, social media. So you could not know the score and watch the games. The Supersonics against the Washington Bullets and Wes Unsell. It was great. CBS realized when Larry and Magic came into the league, hey, we got something here. We got something here. Let's move these games to primetime weekends, move them to the afternoon. And billions and billions of dollars later, it was a great move. And then the, the last scene, or one of the last scenes where Coach Paul Westhead decides to trade for Mitch Kupchak and give up uh, Jim Jones, and Jones goes nuts, and Pat Riley, the assistant, didn't know anything about it, didn't know what was going on. I don't know how many more episodes we got where Paul Westhead's still the coach because it's we're getting ready for the 82 season, and Mitch Kupchak was, although he was a, a terrific Laker GM for a while after his playing days were over, he was not a good player with the, he was not a good player with the Los Angeles Lakers. Um, Norm Nixon, Magic, that whole dynamic was addressed again. They apparently, 
during this episode at least, in the offseason, buried the hatchet. Fact remains, at least according to this docudrama, and remember, it's a docudrama, not a documentary, those two guys just did not like each other. That was great. And then I watched Telemarketers. Have you seen this, Dave? Nope. Telemarketers is a three-episode documentary about what a seedy, underbelly, terrible, awful thing telemarketers do to old, especially older people. It's incredible. It's, you know, you got to watch a comedic movie after you watch this documentary series. I, I love this kind of stuff. It's great to watch, but man, you hate some people. You hate some people when this is over. And the dude whose face is blocked out and his voice has changed, there's a reason for that. He don't want anybody knowing who he is. He's making a lot of money being the head of a telemarketing firm. All right, so that was my Sunday night. little golf. We'll talk about that after the break. Golf was great this weekend. It wasn't great for my fantasy golf team, but it was great overall. We'll talk about that. The Reds uh, in trouble, and college football starts this week. Spears on Sports presented by Eminem Cartage on the Big X. High School Sports. This is your IHSAA. Sports presented by Eminem Cartage, John Spears in studio. Eminem Cartage hotlines open 384 1450, 502 384 1450 to join in on the conversation. Thorns text line open as well, 502 414 1450. That is the number to text. Please keep it clean, 414 1450. All right, 93 today, 94 tomorrow, 95 Wednesday, 98 Thursday, 97 Friday. The Trinity Manual JV game slated for today has already been canceled. They're going to move it to late September. I don't know if we get uh, – Dave was telling me the Trinity's already moved their game back this Friday. They play Frederick Douglass uh, at Trinity, a battle of a couple of top five teams there. And a lot of these teams now, St. X included – want to try to start their games at 7 o'clock, and I love it. As a guy who's doing the radio, I want to get out as early as possible. But I said this last week. August 18th is too early to start high school football. If you got to get rid of a couple of games, get rid of a couple of games. Start Labor Day weekend. You don't have to play 10 games. Play eight games. Play eight games. I know it's about money. I know. We got to get a certain number of home games. We got to get them in because the football program tends to pay the bills for most of the other programs. I get that. I understand that. You're losing a full gate if you go to eight games. I get that. Man, at what cost? The heat index, I believe, and I'm not sure if this number is correct, the heat index, if it's 105 or more, you can't play. It's going to be 105 at 7 o'clock Friday night. If the, heat, if the temperature is 100, you can't play. 
it's not going to be 100, but it's going to be awful close. 7 o'clock. Sun's still out, right? The hourly forecast for today, 7 o'clock tonight, 92 degrees. 8 o'clock, 89 degrees. Probably be, would, would be able to play. But remember, this is 4 degrees lower than it's going to be Friday. Ah, I guess you just play. All right, let's go to the Eminem Cartage Hotline, bring in our favorite caller. Dave, how are you today? Well, just fine, John. Like I said, this heat outside, really. Oh, man. Like, like I said, but, but this past weekend, Friday night, when high school you know, uh, games started, great weather. Couldn't have been I nicer. I mean, having windows open and just great, like fall. Could, but not now been, we're... could not have been nicer. I was in the booth early, and I was telling people on the air, get out here. It's gorgeous. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm sure. It was, it was yeah. great. But, but they, I know but some, it's August, else, David. It's August. At some point, well, I know it is, it's yes. going to be hot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the thing is that uh, not just right now, but I have to wonder, too, about, uh, well, I guess it's around the country with the just tragedies that have been going on. And I know we have the, the, the hurricane out in California yeah. where the Reds are going. I would think there probably would have to be some postponement or delaying, wouldn't there, with uh, uh, baseball out California? Major League Baseball did a great job this past weekend of getting ahead of this thing. Now, the, the, yeah. it's over now. It's it's past. Can, okay. they, can they clean up in time? Because Dodger Stadium looked like a stadium. If you, if you took a picture from the sky, it looked like a stadium on an island with water all around it. Yeah. It, it looked like it was a floating stadium. Uh, yeah. The Reds are in L.A. tonight to take on the Angels. That game is still right. scheduled. San Diego is hosting Miami. That game is still scheduled. What Major League Baseball did this past weekend, they played doubleheaders in L.A. and in San Diego on Saturday. They played day-night doubleheaders and then postponed the Sunday games. They said, we're gonna, we're actually going to move these Sunday games to Saturday so that these people don't have to play Sunday. What happened? Right. The water hits the shore on Saturday night, floods everywhere in Southern California, and now it's over. It's it's cleanup time. And as I yep. mentioned, Angels and Padres have home games tonight. Dodgers don't play again until tomorrow. Um, but I, I, it looks like they're going to play tonight. It looks like they're going to well, get We'll see. You know, like I said, I, well, I know one thing. The, 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 I don't know if Hunter Green was the answer yesterday no, on the uh, Reds-Toronto game. It was, it was the worst thing. That uh, I thought if you would bring Hunter Green back, if he'd been rehabbed, I thought they might have put him in the bullpen to bring him back that way, rather than just you know have him just start. Yeah. You know, get that that was a disaster yesterday. And they I kept mean, it, him it, in, David. They kept yeah, him I know in. they did. Yeah, yeah. Now I know he's been through rehab starts, and I know he's right. he's up to his pitch count. Three innings, ten hits, nine runs, eight. Oh. And I every home run, I kept saying, get him out of there. What are we doing? That's what I was thinking too. Yeah, yeah. But at least I thought five to two when the Reds, you know, scored those two runs, and I thought, well, maybe you know, don't you know, just take Hunter out, leave it at five to two, and just see where you can go, and just turn it over to. I don't know what the Reds. They, up, they need to work on that pitching somewhere. I don't know what they're going to do. He gave up. I don't five know run, five home runs in three innings. Yeah, and like and, I said, right now you got the the Cubs are coming on. Yeah. Well, yeah, I I'm, like I said, I'm a Cubs fan too, but I'd I hate to hear, you know, that if, if Reds can, you know, if, if they, 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 they keep sliding the way they are, 
them, you know them Cub fans will show up when they go to Cincinnati, right? They got to win in Los Angeles this week. They got the Angels yep. for uh, three, I think. So they got to win, got to win a couple. But I said that last uh, Friday. I said you got to take two it. out of three from Toronto. They lose two out of three. Uh, you yeah. got to assume Milwaukee's going to lose in Texas at least once. They didn't. They, but they didn't. The Rangers. Yep. And then the Cubs and took two I out think of three four, from Kansas four City. Out. Four out, one out of the wild Four. card. Yep. Yeah. So right now, if the season ended right now, they would not make the playoffs. I know, I know, and it's a shame with the work that they've done when they were yeah, winning all those games, and because it's a team that they at the trade deadline they didn't really look to see who they could get. They That's, could, you know, because yeah. I'm thinking right now, like Saturday night when you had those runners on, they probably needed that veteran hitter to get those two runners because they the, the stealing of second and third, and they couldn't get that that hitter up. Well, they needed get those runs they home. I'm sure they could have the done it. Deadline. They needed a starting pitcher at the trade deadline, and they got nothing. They got a they got a reliever from Oakland. That's all they got. And he's not been that good. He hasn't been as good as he was even in Oakland. Thank you, David. Yep. Appreciate the call. Yeah, buddy. sure. Um, yeah. I mean, I hate to beat a dead horse, but I said the entire month of July, you got to get a starting pitcher. You got to go get a starting pitcher. The Rangers went and got Max Scherzer. The Astros went and got Justin Verlander. Big contracts, yes. They don't want to pay that money. Of course they don't. They're a smaller market. I get it. They go and get Sam Mole from the Oakland A's, a middle reliever, left-handed specialist. Come on. The uh, Angels, who are now out of it, go and get Lucas Giolito from the White Sox. The Dodgers go get Lance Lynn from the White Sox. Teams, when when you're the Reds and you're not in the hunt a lot, when you're in the hunt, you've got to make a move. And they didn't. They kept bringing up young guys who are have been great, by the way. Encarnacion Strand, Homer in the ninth to beat Toronto one nothing Friday night, or they or they probably get swept in that series. We know Ellie De La Cruz has been um, incredible. For the most part, he's he's the most exciting. Uh, well, Shohei Otani also, but most exciting player in baseball. He's top two. Just to watch him run the bases when he hits one in the gap. It's crazy. He had another four base hit the other night that didn't leave the park. It was a triple, but a bad throw in, and he just takes off and scores like it's no big deal. Yeah. <laughs> And then, you know, they bring up this other kid this weekend. They brought up McLean. The, the young good, the young talent's there, all right? But when these guys reach free agency, the Reds are not going to be able to re-sign them. So what do you do? When the talent is there, you have to pay a little extra and bring in some help. Bring in a starting pitcher. They got a closer. The middle relief is questionable at best, but if you got great a great starter, look, Williamson's been good. Ashcraft pitches tonight. He's been really good lately. You were hoping the old Hunter Green came back. Now that's his first start back. Maybe it's an anomaly. Nick Lodolo, I know, pitched in AAA yesterday, or he's pitching this week. I think he pitched this past weekend. Hopefully he'll be back. Milwaukee's got a three-game lead over the Cubs, not the Reds. The Reds are four back. And the wild card, 
Cubs have the last spot. They're a half game behind San Francisco. Philly is not locked in, but they got a they've got a death grip on that first wild card spot. One game behind the Cubs, just on the outside looking in. Miami, Arizona, Cincinnati. All three, one game out of the wild card. So Reds are in trouble. They just got to win games. They got to win games. You just want to get in the playoffs if you're Cincinnati. Your aspirations are not the same as if you're a Brave or a Dodger or a Ranger or a Baltimore Oriole even. Your your goals are not the same. Your goals should be getting the playoffs. That's it. Doesn't matter. Last wild card, second to last wild card, win the division. Doesn't matter. Get in the playoffs. You're not beating both the Braves and the Dodgers. Nobody is. And if they do, uh, Dugan can fire me. Yeah, I like that. Nobody's beating both of those teams in a series. Red Sox swept the Yankees in the Bronx. Eight straight losses for New York. Bye-bye, Booney. It was about a week ago that Aaron Boone, the manager of the Yankees, said, hey, we see teams go on improbable winning streaks all the time. His team responded by going on an improbable losing streak. The Yankees are now 60-64. and They've won one of their last 10. They've lost eight in a row, including three at home to the Red Sox. Uh, They scored a run at the end of the game, or in the bottom of the eighth, to take a 6-5 lead. It was overturned on review. The runner was called out. So Aaron Boone challenged and said the play was being blocked by the catcher, which I thought he had a pretty good challenge there. That was denied. Game ended up 5-5. Red Sox score in the ninth. And win it six to five. But they won the first two games eight three and eight one. I said this many times. The Yankees can't score. John Carlos Stanton can't hit anymore. He'll hit a home run, a couple home runs a week, maybe. But he doesn't get any other hits. He strikes out a lot and he can't run. Anthony Rizzo's on the shelf. He's hurt. He Josh Donaldson, who's a shell of his former self, was hurt at the beginning of the year, is now hurt again. I don't think he'll be back next year. Aaron Judge was hurt for quite a while, over a month. Uh, He had a home run Saturday and an 8-1 loss. (laughs) He was the offense. The young guy, uh, Glaber Torres, is, I don't know, he's hitting low 200s. The young guy's Volpe, the shortstop. Oh, he's the next cheater. No, he's not the next cheater. Just get it through your thick skulls. There is no next cheater. He's young, got a lot of young guys out there playing. Uh, Garrett Cole pitches great almost every time out, but they can't score any runs for him. Rodon, the other number one starter, number two starter, I guess, has has been hurt most of the year. He's back now, but he's been hurt most of the year. Yankees are in the last place, and there was an argument. When they were 60 and 56, I guess, 60 and 57, and the last place you go, well, you know what? They're in the toughest division in baseball. They're in last place, yes, but they're three games over 500. They've had all of these injuries. 
They haven't had any hitting, and they're still three games over 500. You can't make that argument anymore. They are under 500, and it is hard to watch. That was the early game, one of the early games yesterday, was uh, Yankees-Red Sox. So I was tuned in. They were down 5-2. They did make a comeback, tied the game up. I give them credit. But man, watching them go to the plate is like watching paint dry. There's just nothing there. They will not lose today. Yankees have an off day. They host the Washington Nationals starting with series on Tuesday. And the Boo Birds are there. Stanton's getting booed like crazy. DJ LeMahieu is getting booed. He's hitting 220. One of the best hitters in the game when he was in Colorado and when he first got to the Yankees. He cannot buy a hit. And Aaron Boone, every time he comes out of the dugout to either argue a play or take out his pitcher, he is getting mercilessly booed. So I don't think he'll be back next year. I think that's that's probably neat. I don't know what the odds are. I'd love to know. But that's an easy call. All right, let's take a break. Talk a little golf after the break. Victor Hovland did something crazy yesterday. Ryder Cup is uh, on the verge, and we'll check this weekend's college football schedule. We'll sing Spears on Sports, presented by Eminem Cartage on the Big X. M&M John Spears in studio. Final segment on this Monday. Texter says, uh, keep the 10-game schedule. Reduce the number of teams that make the playoffs. Currently, the first-round playoff games are useless. They are useless. The KHSAA, the Kentucky High School Athletic Association, believes everybody should make the playoffs. It doesn't matter if you're McCracken County and you're 0-10 and your first assignment is to come to Louisville and play Trinity, who's 10-0, and 0, they don't care. Enjoy your trip. You're going to get smacked 58 to nothing. Uh, there is, the numbers will back me up here and back up the texter. The number of games in the first round of the Kentucky High School football playoffs that go to a running clock are a large percentage. And I get it. I get it. Everybody nowadays gets a trophy, right? Everybody gets an attaboy. How about a little incentive to make the playoffs? Come in the top three in your district. Come in the top two in your district. Oh, well. I don't get to vote. Text line is open, 502-414-1450. If you'd like to uh, send a text with your opinion, I will read it on the air. Free of charge this week. Any text without profanity and without uh, anything shady will be read on the air free of charge. This week only. That's not true. It's always read free of charge. Or you can hit me up on the Eminem Cartage Hotline, 502-384-1450. 384-1450. Um, before I get to the college football weekend coming up, I'm so excited, by the way. 
Victor Hovland was unbelievable yesterday. He won the BMW Championship, which is the second of three legs in the playoffs, the FedEx Cup playoffs. He shot a 61, course record at Olympia Fields just outside of Chicago. 61 on a par 70 course. Nine under for the day, seven birdies on the backside, finished seven under on the back. That is a 28, folks. To finish 17 under and win uh, the BMW Championship. Matt Fitzpatrick and Scotty Scheffler were two shots back. Rory McIlroy was another three shots back. I'm betting Rory McIlroy this week in the uh, Tour Championship. He won it last year. Now, keep in mind, the last couple of years, they stagger you at the Tour Championship. Scotty Scheffler right now is the number one player on the FedEx Cup standings. He will start the tournament 10 under par. It's like he's played around and he's 10 under before we even get going. Victor Hovland, who's now number two, will be eight under. Rory, seven under. John Rahm, who's number four, will be six under. And so on down the line. Top 30 players in the FedEx Cup standings play in this final event at Eastlake in Atlanta. The Tour Championship. The, the bottom five start even par. The next five start at one under. And so on and so forth, so forth until you get to the number one player in the FedEx Cup standings. Scotty Scheffler is 10 under. But he didn't play bad yesterday. Missed a couple of putts in the last few holes. Um, he played well. Rory played okay. Matthew Fitzpatrick struggled with his driver but found a way to make shots. But Victor Hovland was in a class by himself yesterday. You're not going to see that again, I don't think, from anybody. Course record in the BMW Championship, the basically the playoff semifinals. He jumped all the way up from, I think, ninth to number two in the FedEx Cup standings, which bodes well because you get to start nine under next week. That was great golf to watch yesterday. It was great because he was he was having one of those days you dream of. And every time he, he got over a shot, I thought, is this the time he sprays one? Is this the time he mishits one? Every shot he hit, every shot on that backside was three to three to eight feet from the hole. It was incredible to watch. I hope you got a chance to see it. All right, college football starts Saturday. NFL starts a week from Thursday. High school has already started. There are 10 games, college football games, on Saturday. Eight of those 10 are on television channels that you probably have. So let's go. Two teams ranked in the top 25 play. Only two. Notre Dame and Southern Cal. The season starts in Dublin, Ireland. Dublin, as I like to say. Navy and Notre Dame, 13th ranked Irish, 2.30 Eastern time on NBC. That's the first game of the year. Now it's 7.30 Ireland time. So it'll be a night game over there. The forecast calls for 63 degrees and rain. Imagine that in Dublin, Ireland. Ah, Middletown Mo just texted me, go Irish. 
Yeah, I got you. I love that they play a game over there. It's fabulous. They are a 20-and-a-half-point favorite over the Service Academy, the Navy Midshipmen. 2.30 NBC. I will be in my recliner ready to watch some football. Because at 3.30, you get North Alabama and Mercer. Yeah, I don't care. The only thing I care about there, Mercer plays. Do you know where Mercer is, Dave? Montgomery, Alabama. Scheduled forecast, 104 at game time. A dollar four. And rain, by the way. ESPN 330, North Alabama, Mercer. It gets better because at 530 on CBS Sports Network, Texas El Paso at Jacksonville State. Jacksonville State also in Alabama. They are in Bellarmine's uh, basketball conference. It's a pick 97 degrees in the shade. And rain, of course. Florida, summertime. It's going to rain a little bit. Probably going to rain 10 minutes. That's usually what happens in Florida. But uh, there's another one that is uh, heat mismanaged. 7 o'clock ESPN, Massachusetts, UMass, at New Mexico State. Okay, 97, but it's a dry heat. I don't know what that means. When I used to go to Vegas, everybody would go, well, it's 105, but it's a dry heat. What the, what the hell does that mean? 105 is 105, but 97 again here in New Mexico for that game. 7 o'clock, FS1, Ohio U and San Diego State. San Diego State, 82 and sunny. Oh, hello. Hello, San Diego. Is it ever, other than this past weekend's hurricane, is it ever bad weather in San Diego? By the way, I think that's the first hurricane that's hit California in 11 years. Does that sound right? It's been a while. That's FS1, San Diego State, two and a half over Ohio out of the Mid-American Conference. 7 o'clock, Fordham at Albany. I'm not going to bore you with that one. 7.30, Hawaii and Vanderbilt, SEC, in Nashville. 97 at 7.30 at night on Saturday night. 97. SEC Network, Vandy, is a 17.5-point favorite over the Rainbow Warriors. 7.30 on ABC. Uh, South Carolina State and Jackson State. I'm sure this was scheduled before Dion left for Colorado. But uh, HBCU game, ABC, Saturday night, 730, South Carolina State, Jackson State. 98 degrees in Jackson, Mississippi for that one. Yikes. 8 o'clock, Pac-12 Network, which I don't have. San Jose State and 6th-ranked Southern Cal. Southern Cal's a 30-point favorite there. 85 degrees and sunny in Los Angeles, so we're good for that one. And then 9 o'clock, if you're still awake, not in a self-induced football coma, CBS Sports Network, Florida International, and Louisiana Tech. Louisiana Tech's uh, 10.5-point favorite there. And our highest temperature of the day, Dave, 105 in uh, at Louisiana Tech. 100 and a nickel. In Ruston, Louisiana, at Joe Alliott Stadium. <sighs> I don't think 
and I don't know this. There's a lot of things I don't know. I don't think that there's a heat index um, cutoff where they don't play in college football. I think they put a bunch of fans and air conditioners on the sideline. They hydrate. You get more water breaks maybe. But 105 in Ruston, Louisiana for that 9 o'clock kickoff. Florida International, Louisiana Tech. So there you go. Ten games on Saturday, which means the gambler in me has football to bet. And, and that's it for this weekend. No Friday games, no Sunday games. That's it for this weekend. By the way, I saw this. Uh, Louisville, according to Pro Football Focus, and I don't know why Pro Football Focus dabbles in college football, Louisville has the easiest schedule in the country. Now, it's based off 2022 records. So that's kind of skewed here because there are teams that were good last year that won't be good this year. There are teams that weren't good last year that will be good this year. But Louisville has the easiest schedule according to Pro Football Focus. No North Carolina, no Clemson, no Florida State. They do have Kentucky, Notre Dame, Miami. Miami, by the way, has the sixth easiest schedule. It's Louisville, Washington State, Iowa, Nebraska, TCU, Miami, Southern Cal, Oregon, Maryland, and Wisconsin. Four of the top ten are Big Ten schools, which surprises me because I'm going to assume now Iowa, Nebraska, Maryland, and Wisconsin aren't playing Michigan or Ohio State. I don't know that. After the show, perhaps I'll decide to do some research and look that up. Um, so who do you bet to win the national championship? I bet in Georgia. Everybody bets Georgia. Georgia's favored. But what about Southern Cal? Seventh easiest schedule in the country? Last year in the Pac-12 or Pac-4 or whatever it is now. Interesting stuff. Thanks for listening. Thanks for texting. Back at it tomorrow. Spears on Sports presented by Eminem Cartage on the Big X. WXVW Jeffersonville.